No matter what you set out to do, there's a chance you will fail. There's a chance you'll shoot for the moon and you'll miss the moon and even the stars. But you'll land among the clouds. And landing in the clouds, that's way better than down here on the ground where you started, right? You'll be better for it. You'll be a better, stronger person who learned something and who grew in ways you couldn't have imagined otherwise. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. My name is Kim Peek and I am your hostess. If this is your first time here, you can head over to www.crushingmygoals.com to learn all about me and what I do, how I can help you as a coach and as a movement and mindset strategist. I hope you all had a great holiday week. My family has spent the last two weeks going in a million directions. My husband and a friend of his, an old college buddy, took a trip to Guam, and they are on their way back to the U.S. right now. My father-in-law was stationed in Guam when my husband started kindergarten, and my brother-in-law was born on Guam. So my husband wanted to go back and check it out so he could experience the magic of Guam, but this time as an adult. And over 4th of July, I went with two of my daughters to my brother's lake house in Omaha, and I think it's one of my favorite times of the year to get together with my family. Everybody's just so much more relaxed, and we eat, and we have fun, and we sit outside, which I would always love to sit outside much more than be cooped up inside in the winter. So it's just a lot more relaxed than our holiday get-togethers when we're all cooped up inside around Thanksgiving or Christmas. And then my youngest daughter went with a friend's family to Minnesota and got to do the whole tourist thing, which was fun because she's never been there before. And this week, I feel like I have spent half my week driving to and from the airport. We've started all over again with one of my girls headed to New York and the other going to Boston so that she can meet her future suite mates for her first year of college that are going to have a get-together at one of the girls' homes in Boston. So busy, busy couple of weeks, and it's July. Can you believe it's July already? That means that the year is half over. I like to check in on goals a few times a year, all those New Year's resolutions that you set, those goals that you made back in January. How are you doing with those? Did you accomplish everything you set out to? Did you accomplish anything you set out to? Are you still working on those goals? Or are these things not even important to you? Maybe you've even completely forgotten what was on that list. We just seem to do that in January. We make up an arbitrary list because somebody tells us to make up a bunch of New Year's resolutions. And a couple weeks into the year, we forget about them. I think that we tend to go about goal setting all wrong. And I see three big problems with the ways that we set goals. The first one is I think we often try to overhaul our lives at once. We don't just set one goal. We want to do it all. And so we try to make these changes and it gets overwhelming, which makes it next to impossible to accomplish anything on that list. The second thing I think we do wrong is that we lose focus 
or we're impatient and we give up. And that can be a tricky one, but there are strategies that you can use to make sure that you maintain that focus. And the third one is, I think we don't always have a plan for success. We just set this goal, but we don't necessarily know how to get there. We don't know how we're going to hold ourselves accountable. And then when things start to maybe get hard or it doesn't seem like we're going to achieve that goal, then it's just easier to give up because we don't really have a plan and or anybody to hold us to what we set out to do. And I think all of these problems can be addressed. And no, the answer is not that you should stop setting goals or stop aiming high because I do believe it's important to have goals. It's important to have goals that are so far out there that you barely think it's possible. Goals so big that they scare you. Goals that make you excited to get out of bed in the morning and not just hit your snooze and roll out at your leisure. I know we can do that occasionally though, right? On a weekend, there's just some days that are just perfect for rolling out of bed when we darn well feel like it. But it is important to have goals that have you excited about life. Now that brings me to two other thoughts about goals that I really think are worth mentioning because I think sometimes people hear us talk about goals and you know, if you're not in that perfect stage of life, it can kind of make you angry or make you feel bad about yourself. So I want to say that sometimes we go through seasons where we don't have big goals. Maybe we're content hanging out with our kids and we're just content and happy and we feel good and that's fine. Or maybe we're happy knitting blankets for the newborns at church. Or maybe we're so frazzled that we're barely hanging on and our big goal is just to make it through the day or to get a shower. Or maybe even our goal is just sitting by our child's bedside as they make it through one last, one more hospital stay. Sometimes it takes everything we have to make it through a really tough patch. And that's okay. We don't have to have big goals during those times in our lives. It's good to have things that we look forward to personally, but they don't have to be these big, tough goals. They can be smaller things that make us feel good. When I talk about goals on the podcast, I'm not saying that anyone needs to aspire to some big, grand thing. So if you are going through a tough time in your life where you're winning if all the kids are fed and they go to school wearing clothes that somewhat match and maybe most of the books and papers and permission forms make it to school on time, I get it. I've been there. When we talk about goals, we are not talking about you and there is no pressure to set any big goals or to want anything more from your life if you are completely happy or you're just struggling to get by day to day. The other thing I want to mention about goals though is that goals give us purpose and it's important to feel like we have a purpose as we age. I think about my dad who is 75 and is still working. He's cut back to three days a week in the last year, but Until he hits a time when his quality of work suffers, I think it's great that he has a place to go in the mornings and that he has people that are waiting for him to do a job and people who are waiting to talk to him. He's been in the same industry since I was a baby, same industry in the same city. And as far as I know, he genuinely likes his job and he likes being out in the community. 
that job gives him a purpose. It gives him a place to go. And he looks forward to being out and among the community of people that he's worked with for my entire life, his entire adulthood. And whether you're 40 or 60 or 80 or more, I think we should think about what we want our lives to look like as we age. Whatever that next stage of life is for you, I want you to imagine how you want that to look. Visualize yourself doing the things that you want to do. How will you spend your day? How will you spend your time in that part of your life? For me, I want to be able to follow my children and my future grandchildren around the world and have the energy to be that cool grandma who takes them on adventures and teaches them how to kayak and maybe paddleboard or helps them run their first 5K, maybe even volunteers at their school. And maybe that doesn't sound like a big goal for you, but to me, it says a lot about how I want to live. And it says a lot about how I need to live today so that I'm able to chase kids and travel and climb and run 10, 20, 40 years from now. And if all you've ever seen is older people who sit in a chair, who don't move much, it might be hard to imagine being active and having a full and busy life as you get older. And that is why it's so important to think about what you want. And also, as you're thinking about what you want, look for examples of people who are doing the kinds of things that you want to still be able to do. Because it's important for us to realize that what we want is possible. And if we don't have any people in our immediate lives who are doing those things, we need to find examples elsewhere of people who are living the kind of life that we aspire to. Now, this isn't something that you need to solve today, but I do want to encourage you to think about what you're passionate about today. It's not so much the goal you set and whether you achieve it. It's really all about the person you become while pursuing that goal. There's a quote by Norman Vincent Peale that says, shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. And I love what this says about trying and missing the mark. What it says about failing, if you want to use the word failing, we don't have to achieve what we set out, what we set out to in order for it to be worthwhile. Shooting for the moon and landing among the stars to land somewhere other than where we planned isn't always a bad thing at all. I think about my 21-year-old daughter who graduates from college in December and will then head to New York City to start auditioning to find a job as an actress. And I cannot tell you the number of people who pause, turn their head, and give me this look as they ask, and what do you think about that plan, mom? Like they're expecting me to say while I'm sitting right across from her, oh my God, that's a horrible plan. And Because I know in their minds they are thinking, that is one crazy plan. Do you know how expensive it is to live in New York City and that the odds are stacked against her? I know what is going through people's minds, and I think it actually says a lot more about them than it does about what her goals and aspirations are. When I get this reaction, I usually say, yeah, it's exciting to be 21 and have your whole future ahead of you. What other time in your life? Can you put all your efforts into your dreams without having to worry about a mortgage and kids and a relationship and whatever other excuses we all give for not taking a risk and going for it? 
And after I say something to that effect, I have yet to run into an adult who has anything at all to say after that. And I think it's because everyone has regrets. Everyone has that one thing they wish they'd done, that one dream they gave up on. And there's nothing for them to say because they know that there's no better time than when you are young with no commitments and nothing holding you back to go for your dreams. But if you didn't take that risk and go for it when you were young, you know when the second best time is to chase your dreams? Today. That's right. Right now. There is no time limit on dreams. Is there something that you wish you had done when you were younger? Something you wish you still could do? Do you want to start a business or travel or go back to school? Maybe you're a middle-aged mom who wants to be the next stand-up comedy sensation. Don't let anyone tell you that dream was crazy. Don't let anyone tell you that you should have chased your dream in your 20s because it is not too late. As with any dream or goal, the first step is to make a decision and commit. The next step is to believe 100% with all your heart that with consistent effort, that dream is possible. It is easier to complain about all the opportunities we missed or the ways we wish life was different than it is to actually do the work. But look at where your life was a year ago and compare it to today. Are you still sitting in the same spot wishing things were different? How would your life look today if you had committed to taking action one year ago? How would your life have changed if instead of wishing or dreaming, you took small steps daily? Small steps consistently. We talk about this all the time. But success really can be that simple. Commit and be consistent. Two simple ideas. If you want to run a marathon, even if you've never run a block, you commit and you train consistently. You wake up each morning and you follow through with the activity on your training plan, right? Whether that's running, strength training, yoga, or cross training. And then each week builds on the next until you've built up the strength and the fitness and the endurance to run that marathon. In the end, it almost seems like magic until you think back and you look and you remember that every single day built on the previous day, all it took was consistent effort. Let's say you want to be that stand-up comedian in your 50s. You get up each morning and you focus on the activities that you have control over. You can read books or you could take a class on how to write your comedy set. You can commit to writing a certain number of jokes a day. That will be critical because you have to have a lot of jokes and you have to write a lot of jokes before you have enough good jokes to put into a 10 or 15 minute set. So commit to writing a certain number of jokes a day. You can commit to going to open mic night a certain number of times a month or a certain number of times a year. All of these activities combined make you a better comedian consistent effort. If you want to write a book, you decide on your topic and then you set a goal of writing a certain number of words or pages a day. And before you know it, you have 50,000 words, something that's long enough to be a book. And then you take a critical look at it and you revise. And then you get a critique partner or you hire an editor and you keep taking those baby steps until you have something you're proud of and something you want to send out into the world. No matter what you set out to do, there is a chance you will fail. There is a chance you'll shoot for the moon and you'll miss the moon and even the stars, but you'll land among the clouds. 
and landing in the clouds. That's way better than down here on the ground where you started, right? You'll be better for it. You'll be a better, stronger person who learned something and who grew in ways you couldn't have imagined otherwise. When I was going through chemo, I set a goal to run a half marathon at the end of my treatment as a way to celebrate moving on to the next stage of healing and as a way to show myself that cancer might have taken my breasts, but it didn't win, that I was still the happy driven person I always was. I had three friends who agreed to run this race with me, and the week after my final chemo treatment, we ran the Longview Lake Half Marathon near Kansas City. They ran with me, and they let me set the pace, and I had decided to do a walk run, and they called me out every time I chose to run through the designated walk portion. I was running with friends, laughing, having a blast, and I fully expected to experience this incredible high, this huge sense of accomplishment as I crossed the finish line that day. But when I crossed the finish line, it felt just like every other finish line. And I was honestly a little disappointed that I didn't feel any big wave of emotion. And it wasn't until recently that I thought about the finish line another way. Whenever we set a goal and we put an effort toward a goal, It's about how that challenge changes us, who we become throughout the process. Crossing that finish line, yeah, it was cool. It was awesome to cross that finish line holding hands with three friends who supported me throughout my diagnosis and treatment. But the important thing was how having that goal changed me because I knew that I wanted to run this half marathon at the end of treatment. And because I knew I had this goal, I had to keep running consistently Training through chemo can be tricky. You have a lot of pain. You have to listen to your body. So on good days, I ran. And on the really bad days, I rested. And some days I did yoga. But every day I did what my body needed in that moment. And I knew that a good day meant that it was a day that I needed to run if I was going to meet this goal. And having a goal gave me something to look forward to every day and something to plan for, to look forward to, after the official treatment part of my healing was over. But it also kept me moving. And today, there is even more research than there was four years ago that shows that two of the best things that you can do, that any cancer patient can do, to help their body when they're going through treatment is to exercise and to fuel their body with nutritious foods. Exercise makes fatigue and joint pain from chemo more tolerable, and it is at the top of the list of things that you can do to help reduce your risk of cancer recurrence. So although I didn't get that great big high, that big endorphin rush because I crossed the finish line, I did have the joy when I crossed the finish line because I raced with good friends. But having that goal, working toward that goal benefited me in ways that I couldn't have ever predicted. As long as I was working through that, working toward that goal, even if I had a medical situation pop up that would have prevented me from finishing that race, the fact that I put in consistent effort daily, that goal literally changed me from the inside out, not only making me stronger mentally, but helping my immune system and flushing the toxins, and making the pain tolerable so that I could enjoy life with my friends and family. And just being able to enjoy life on your terms, that is one of the biggest gifts 
that that goal gave me was to be able to feel like I was still living my life during one of the toughest times of my life. To close out this episode, I ask you, what is it that you want to do? What's that one thing you always wish you had done that maybe you were a little too scared to try? I'd love it if you would make a commitment with me. Head over to my website at www.crushingmygoals.com slash crush dash next and fill out the form that you see on the page. Here's what it says. Let's make a commitment. Let's commit to optimism, challenging ourselves, remaining active, seeking adventure, and forming real connections that enrich our lives. Complete the form below to join a community of women who are committed to living their best lives through sport. We welcome all ages and experience levels. I would love it if you would sign that pledge. It does say living our best lives through sport, and you don't need to be an athlete. You don't need to be a runner. You don't need to be a triathlete right now to commit to that. But I'm going to show you when you join this pledge, when you join this community, I'm going to show you how to make healthy choices and how to take the baby steps necessary to lead an active lifestyle because you must take control of your health if you want to live a long, happy, active life. Wouldn't it be amazing to look back and realize that this, this moment right here is when you took that first bold step to transform your life? Go sign the pledge and let's see who we become as we challenge ourselves together. Have a great week, everyone, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week, and I will catch you next Tuesday.